Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light too. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Comics in the Combat Zone. We are back this week talking CZW Break On Through. That's T-H-R-U. I don't know why. Uh, February 2nd, or sorry, February 17th, 2001 in Sebel, New Jersey. Uh, ben, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, ready You know, ready to break on through <laughs> this episode. Um, I like that. Yeah, it was dynamite. Yeah, uh, I'm also ready to break on through. I don't want to get into banter here because you know our stance on that. So let's just talk about it. Uh, we don't want to get into the graphics because they've gone back to just spoiling the match for us before every show. Even when there's a mystery entrant, they will be like, here's the name right yeah. before the match starts. It's like when you're watching a comedy clip with <coughs> captions and the captions just <laughs> spoil the joke and you're just like, oh, never mind then, I guess. I guess I'm not laughing. Yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to spoil you, the audio listener, who is uh, waiting with bated breath to find out who's in these matches. Uh, so... Unless, you know, it says something interesting or different or whatever that's worth mentioning. But I like the commentators start out here saying this match is going to be a battle of the young lions. And then who are the first team of young lions? It's John Dahmer and Fast Eddie, uh, who both look like they're over the age of 30 and just love cheeseburgers. Yeah, they would not be. They're not young lions. They're young lion. They're lion. <laughs> for sure. It's another dude. You're on fire. I know. Yeah, that's the two and out. I'm out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean... You know, we always get deflated when John Dahmer's in a match, for sure. But especially when they're like, yeah, this is to showcase the hot new talent. This exciting young buck, John yeah. Dahmer. Uh, and then out next, though, are the Briscoes, who by definition would be young lions, I guess. They were like, yeah. one team's good enough at this point. They're like yeah. teenagers still. They may have actually been lying about their <laughs> age to <laughs> get a wrestling match. That actually, later on, uh, uh, like I think next year, one of the Briscoes will famously lie about their age to get on a Ring of Honor show. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. Ring of Honor actually had like you know integrity and <laughs> looked into these things properly. No, yeah, um, fair. I mean, they mentioned the commentators mentioned another tag team. From the Brit called the Briscoes because, like, oh, the TNA tag team champions. Oh, they keep doing that. So, the Briscoes were this famous 80s team, yeah, the Briscoe I mean, brothers, and they keep pretending that these yeah, are those Briscoes. Yeah, it, it is sort of funny. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know, so I was like, oh, whoa, they've been TNA. I've heard of that. That's cool. <laughs> or NWA or whatever it was. So, I was like, oh, wow. And then they were like, ah, not really. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, you got me, guys. You got me. You got me good. You got me from the past, which is the worst type of thing. <laughs> and they're still out with Dewey, who's dropped the name Donovan. He is just now simply Dewey, which I don't, it's sort of weird, but whatever. Like, but I mean, Seal was hot. So. <laughs> and so we get our first match uh, John Dahmer and Eddie Valentine versus the Briscoe brothers. Uh, the heels start this b attacking from behind, and but the Briscoes quickly take control and hit a double lion salt. It's weird. It's like the same reverse off every singles match starts with, but they're doing it in tandem as tag teams. Yeah. So it actually looks sort of cool, I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, look, it looks okay. I mean, it is a bit, like, slow. Like, mm. the Briscoes, are, 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 I think they're a bit, like, they do, they seem technically proficient, I think would be the word, but they're not, like, able to just fire off moves. Like, there's a lot of, mm. like, uh, figuring out places before doing a move. You can tell like it's that. very choreographed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and because it's also you know, them doing it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Dahmer takes control, hitting a sleeper drop on one of them, which I'd never seen. It's basically you grab the guy's neck and just fall down with him. Uh, and he follows it with his patented spine buster. And then they set up for the Dudleys, like, the what's up spot, where one guy holds the legs open and the other guy comes off the top rope. And I was like... Are CCW getting ripped off again? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I just I don't remember if the Dudleys were doing it in ECW yet, but I knew they would in WWF. And no one correct us because we <laughs> like yeah, we, we like care. to believe yeah. that CCW have been. We've found the treasure trove of where all of wrestling's come from. Uh, yes, exactly. Eddie Valentine gets one of the Briscoes on his shoulders, and he's setting up for like the Doomsday Device. And Dahmer again, he's doing like the Cody Rhodes, like prancing up the ropes and then going for an, an athletic move, and it's just like. Dude, just do what the fucking Road Warriors did. Just climb there slowly and hit a clothesline. Yeah. Like, you're too big for these moves. Uh, and then they set up for another one, but Mark actually scales the ropes and hits a top rope DDT onto Eddie, which looked pretty cool. Uh, the Briscoes start taking over with their martial arts, like double team kick combos, which they'd become to be known for. 
and actually looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Briscoes began isolating with tandem sentons into moonsaults. Dahmer breaks up the pin as the commentaries. This uh, the commentary annoyed me throughout the night. Now I'll have a few examples on this podcast, but this one like Dahmer breaks up the pin to save it, but the commentator's like, "Oh, he should have been hooking the leg." And yeah, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if he's holding <laughs> yeah. the leg. John Dahmer bro- broke it up. Anyway, uh, Dahmer's thrown outside and Mark hits this cr- insane corkscrew dive that he like half hits and half almost wipes out. Then Eddie goes next with a taker dive over the top. Jay finishes with a springboard onto everyone. Uh, bro- both Briscoes then hug- head to the top rope and flip off onto their opponents. This is just pretty nonstop action, actually. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It was, it was a really good stop. I mean, to be fair to the commentators, like... They are just watching the match, commentating <laughs> like they <laughs> haven't got screens. They d- that there's they can't have a clear eye view of what's going on for sure. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. There are a couple of moments where you're like, that just is completely different to what actually happened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't want to defend these guys, but you you might be right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> by, by this point, I just felt like I, it's the benefit of low expectations. Too, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, this isn't that bad. No, yeah, it's a double whammy of low expectations as well, right? Like CZW and John Darby. <laughs> yeah, in ri- yeah, I don't really have anything against Eddie Valentine. but uh, In-ring, Dahmer actually fights off both with just massive chops, and then he hits his double Saito suplex onto both Briscoes at the same time, which, yeah, I'll give him his credit, looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then it leads to him and Ed hitting double avalanche busters at the same time, but Dewey gets on the apron to interrupt them. And it's funny because both guys, like usually when the guy gets on the apron in a singles match, the other guy will go and get distracted. But both Dahmer and Eddie go to like get distracted. And then Dewey hits both of them on the head with the briefcase. And it allows the Briscoes to get the back, uh, the schoolboys for the win at 11 minutes and three seconds. And if you told me there was an 11 minute John Dahmer match that I enjoyed, I'd say you're crazy. Yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah, I didn't want to kill myself by the end, which <laughs> is an absolute <laughs> win for a John Dahmer match. Absolutely. Um, I mean... Yeah, you can see why the Briscoes kind of like you can always see when you know uh, the wrestlers who become huge stars. Like mm-hmm. you can see why they did as well. Like definitely, they're, they're very good. Yeah, like they haven't had a bad match stage. yet. Yeah, yeah. So you know, very fun to watch. Uh, very, very fast paced. No like bullshit story stuff that John Darman normally does and thing. They do keep mentioning as well about Natasha though, his uh, woman. Yeah, his who's partner. just not no longer with him. Yeah, who's <laughs> no lo- who's <laughs> left him. Um, <laughs> which it, you know is funny. Maybe that maybe that's you know he's he's trying to win her back and show that he's you know stu- he's got it. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, the commentators love love bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, they're also still pushing this idea that the Briscoes like hate Dewey Donovan and don't want to be like with him or whatever. So I thought that was sort of strange because like Dewey just won them the match for like a third week in a row or whatever. And uh, Ed and Dahmer are upset. Uh, they start chest bumping each other like they're going to get in a fight. And then cue some weird music and a gigantic juiced up Jeff Rocker it is wearing a wife beater and jeans. One of the funniest things I've <laughs> ever seen. Not even in CZW. The way he walks, like, I sent you a message saying it looks like a Roblox character because <laughs> he just, he just, the way he walks in, I'm like, this is insane. He is so juiced up on what? that early 2000s incredibly unsafe steroid i mean i'm not saying they're super safe now but back then they were even worse and he is juiced to the gills when he looks twice as big as he did like like i said last time he looked way bigger than the time before and yeah. this time he looks twice as big yeah. the commentator even makes a comment someone get this guy a urine test yeah <laughs> he looks like you know when they when they do like poot like wide putin memes yeah like or like they make someone look super wide for a meme he looks like that of himself like yeah he is a wide boy at this point like it is crazy how much of the screen he is taking up it's <laughs> massive it's it's abs- it's so absurd yeah it's wild man yeah he's so juiced and so d- for some reason like the only thing jeff rocker has done with these guys is fight them and he comes out to be the voice of reason he's like fellas fellas we should make the shittiest faction ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they decide to become a faction. And that's uh, I'm only assuming this through, like, interpretation because the audio is as bad as ever. You couldn't yeah. understand a promo all night long. It was fucking really annoying, actually. Yeah, it was like the opposite end of the bad audio in terms of being blown out. It was just so muffled and very quiet and, like, you know, add on to that that you've got the world's biggest, la- largest man. <laughs> you know, it looks like a titan that Kratos would have to take down. Um, it is, yeah, you can't hear anything, you know, for better and for worse. Because, like, mm. 
I don't want to hear anything normally, but also it's still annoying when I don't know even, you know, a little bit of what's going on. For sure. And, like, I would like to see if there was, like, one guy who's like, oh, he's an actual decent promo or whatever, but they don't even get the chance. Like, no. This, you yeah, can't yeah. hear them. And then speaking of just dog shit promos, out of nowhere, wife beater rushes the ring, and the crowd explodes. Like, this is a big star. And Smack Mac comes in casually behind him with a lit cigarette, which I thought was just pretty funny. It's legal. Yeah, it's legal in Jersey, I guess. Uh, and Matt cuts a just an, an another awful promo on Z Bar, I think he was saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it, this was just awful. And then he goes on for minutes on end, cutting this promo about Balls Mahoney, uh, and he's like, "Everyone respect CZW," and I'm like, "I just all right." <laughs> yeah, I checked out the promo. Mm-hmm. Like the, a lot of the time, the, like the two hours thirty runtime shows are normally primarily because of promos yeah 235 here fuck yeah. sakes um yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the guy i hate to see even more than john Dahmer most weeks co- comes out after a hard cut is the rock and rebel who for some reason is wearing like a belly shirt <laughs> it's just so bizarre yeah i mean i guess he's comfortable in his masculinity fair play to him uh or maybe <laughs> it's like a normal man shirt and he's got like bane juiced and he's grown bigger <laughs> like he's just before. gigantic yeah he's you know taking a he's had a bite of rocking the jeff rockers oh my, i hate these guys they're <laughs> called jeff rocker rocky rebel yeah um yeah, taking a bite of his sandwich and his sandwich had, like, steroids in it, and now he's come out juiced. <laughs> yeah, and it's at least the commentary is just outright saying, like, oh, this guy's a racist pig. Yeah, he's, he's like a KKK member. I'm glad they're not just endorsing him, uh, at least. But yeah, he's got because he's wearing a Confederate bandana, I think, still, right? Yeah, and, I mean, right away he's grabbing a microphone. He's calling the announcer gay. He calls, <laughs> he calls Hartog fat. He's just hitting all the, like anti-woke checkpoints here one yeah, after before another <laughs> before, it, before it was cool he was doing it yeah this guy should run for president true edgelord dude <laughs> yeah. uh, and he starts it on ru- ruckus i again you can't hear what he's saying but i did hear the word cops so you just know he's being racist uh yeah then i hear something about cotton so i assume mm-hmm. he just doubled down with the racism the, and the crowd you can tell the crowd is split like some of the Jersey audience is even like this is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't say that, bro. Yeah. So Ruckus hears enough. He rushes the ring, and we get the rematch: Rock and Rebel versus Ruckus. The rematch no one asked for. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, just wish no, this I feud would end. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I really don't like it. I just, <laughs> I just feel really bad for Ruckus. Like, me too. Like really, really bad. Well, because he's new too, so it's like when you're trying to make it in a new company, you can't really. He probably w- didn't feel comfortable being like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, no, him. yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we're speaking for him. I mean, maybe he's like, oh, we'll get heat or whatever. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, d- you, you never know. But if like Zandig, you surround it by <laughs> three massive juiced up white guys who are like we're gonna do a racist angle <laughs> and you're like new to a company you're not gonna be like um i'm not okay with this you're just like yeah okay yeah i, I can a little, as long as i can do my flips oh man and boy Which, does he <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding so rebel he starts with quick chops but then he's reversed into an assist this is the weirdest spot ever i felt so bad it didn't work so like rebels constantly shit talking with Hartog, like they're building a feud with Rock, Rock and Rebel and Rob Hartog. That would be the funniest match. <laughs> and uh, so Rebels in the corner, and Ruckus bounces off one side of the ring, and Rob Hartog hip tosses Ruckus into a assisted Hurricane Rana onto Rebel, but and it unfortunately Ruckus is trying to Hurricane Rana Re- Rebel over the ropes. And he just loses his grip and falls from, like, the inside of the ring onto his shoulders and neck outside. And I screamed, like... Yeah, like, imagine trying to... Like, being ruckus at whatever meeting they're doing. And he's like, so this guy's going to be incredibly racist to you and, uh, and, you know, abuse you and potentially have the entire crowd be racist <laughs> towards you. And then during the match as well, you're going to have to team up with um, Water. You're going to have to team up with Hartog. You'd just be like, why? What Am a- I a joke? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. But I like if they had pulled this move off, it would have been fucking awesome. But yeah. it's just like, oh, his first flashy move, and he just fell on his head. It made me feel so bad. Yeah. But he does save it with an impressive top rope moonsault from the inside to the outside. Right after, he does some. Inc- he does some near like he, the way he moves. Yeah. Is, is he, he he's a very overweight guy. Yeah. And the commentator isn't afraid to tell you that. No. Yeah. He's big. <laughs> you know. And he flips, man. He is <laughs> gracious. He is gorgeous in the air he is just there's there's silence falls over the crowd when this man is flipping and mm-hmm. dude, it is insane it's very impressive yeah uh, he does his run uh, like runway m- handspring off into a moonsault like down the entire ramp 
As he's doing this, the fans are chanting, fuck you, Hartog, which I thought was funny. Uh, outside, Rebel just smokes Ruckus in the head with a chair to make his comeback. And then he follows it up with his just dog shit flying back elbow off the apron. Uh, back in the ring, Ruckus reverse whips and hit his scissors kick. Uh, and then Rebel reverses with, like, a sunset flip. Sometimes Rebel will hit these, like, weird, like, athletic moves that don't suit him at all. And I'm like, why is he doing, like, a sunset flip? Yeah, it's just like he snaps into consciousness at some points, does a move, and then he's, like, back into whatever. Yeah. Into his other realm. Uh, he throws Ruckus outside again, hits another top rope axe handle. I just wish this guy would stop doing high-flying moves because he I just can't hit them. I wish he'd stop wrestling. <laughs> Not if he, if he died, then I'd ne- I didn't mean that. I yeah. just want him to stop wrestling. I haven't looked up his mortality. I wonder if he's... I would guess dead. Potent- yeah, there's definitely high potential there. Mm, I'll look it up for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in ring, they exchange sloppy reversals before Ruckus hits a nice split-legged moonsault, which was good. Then he tries another but misses, and Rebel does his whole Hulk Hogan shtick because he's just got to act like Hulk Hogan every match at least once, does the leg drop. Well, yeah, being racist as well. He needs to, in the, <laughs> in, you know, when it comes to his wrestling moves as well. And then Hartog pushes Rebel into Ruckus for a near fall with a schoolboy. They're thrown outside. Ruckus sets a table up, so you know he's going to be the one going through <laughs> it. Uh, and that's just what happens. Uh, he goes for a dive first, uh, and Rebel's not even on the table. And Rebel hits him out of the air with a chair shot. Then he puts Ruckus on the table. He climbs to the top rope and hits a fucking top rope leg drop from the outside through the table, which actually looked pretty cool. It's pretty sick. Yeah, to be fair. And then he just, he did that thing that we've seen in CCW a few times where he didn't just pin him. He like folds the broken table on top of him and pins the table. Yeah. You know, and the commentators are like, he should have hooked his leg. And he's like, bro, you won. And Hartog counts three and they're like, oh, I didn't think he'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. but then this is where, uh, I mean, maybe the most uncomfortable moment in CZW history so far. Potentially, yeah. Uh, he pulls out a chain, which already, uh, and then he uh, sort of loosely ties Ruckus's hands to the top rope with a chain. But it's one of those where he doesn't do it properly, so Ruckus just has to pretend he's tied yeah, up. Yeah, he doesn't know how to tie a chain. Yeah. And, and then Rebel begins whipping Ruckus with a belt on the back, and it's as bad as I'm. it sounds. It's fucking super rough. Yeah, it's, I mean... Uh, you'd hope that uh, they're gonna. It it would. It has to lead to like a cathartic win for Ruckus at some point. Yeah, because he's zero and two right now. <laughs> yeah, he's zero and two to the race. They can't be making <laughs> the racist man the one that like you. I I don't know. It's it's very odd. But I also like don't like Rockin' Rebel doesn't seem like the type to ever want to lose. Like as a re- like he's just got the energy of someone who refuses to lose. I totally agree with that. So like I don't know where this is gonna go, but I'd rather it. Much like the Cashmerinos and their whole shtick. Like, I just want this to end. I don't enjoy this <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. I, I completely agree. Uh, and then who makes the save is, of course, Rob Hartog. Pulls the belt away from Rebel. Hits a spear, which gets this massive pop. <laughs> and he starts talking shit. And I'm like, who cares about this ruckus guy? We want to see Rob Hartog yeah, versus Rock and Rebel. Imagine them as a tag, the new kingpins. <laughs> so we get our hard cut. Mercifully, this is over. Uh, and then the announcer starts by saying, we've got a celebrity outside. This is so fucking weird. This is like without context. The announcer's like, oh, guys, we all know we got a celebrity in the crowd. And then he goes out to hat guy and takes his hat off his head and then puts like a wig on him. And it, it, you can tell hat guy wasn't like in on this at all. Cause yeah. He fucking gets really angry and the wig falls off immediately. And then the announcer just announces the next match wearing hat guy's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dude, they're just bullying this guy now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, and then he introduces Trent Acid and Zabar, which is my least favorite name in this company. Yeah, I don't. I, they yeah. It Zabar, doesn't even make sense. I yeah. don't get it. Z Z bar Z bar. No, I don't. And they even spelt it on his nameplate. It's Z dash bar with two R's. Z bar. Yeah, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, but Trent Acid, I like, so I'll give him a pass. Yeah, yeah. Trent Acid, I do like, and I do like that they're sort of giving him this big push. Uh, I think it's all fine by me. Uh, he cuts a shitty promo, and then he does <laughs> a th- this thing where he prepares to ambush Nick Burke, who's going to be his opponent. So he's, like, sort of hiding around the fans. But meanwhile, Nick Burke sees it coming, so he enters from the back of the arena, and he sets up a chair and just does this two-foot launch off of it into this awesome dive to start the match. Yeah. Yeah, I- Nick Burke's been a bit, like, 
I don't know, a bit on the periphery, it feels like, like kind of floating about a bit. I don't know. So it's weird. He, he, the longest time he was too focused upon, and then just as he got like good, yeah, they, they were like just taking him the focus off of him. Yeah, so uh, but it was a cool start. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this entire match is all Burke. He's hitting all of the moves he hits. He's doing like the dusty fucking punches and the bionic elbow and shit. He hits his face buster. He hits Trent Acid's own finisher on him. Hits a frog splash. And then just as he's about to win, Zabar gets on the apron and throws powder at Burke, allowing Acid to win with just a schoolboy after yeah. having no offense. I guess they had uh, inspiration from Mikey Whipwreck last show. Yeah, I don't know if it's Bisquick or whatever they whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but yeah, this was like a rematch, wasn't it? Because last one they they did like a ten minute, and then they did five more minutes, and then it was like a DQ or something. So yeah, they, there was no build up about it being that or like <laughs> any talk of like their rivalry or anything like that. So it was very odd. But yeah, yeah, it was okay. The whole thing went three minutes fifty, and yeah, yeah, at least Burke, you know, he got fucked out of a win, so they didn't like murder him here or anything. Yeah, but then. Acid gets a microphone again, and all I can hear is best junior heavyweight in CZW, which is like his catchphrase that he's calling himself now. And then music hits, and out comes the returning reckless youth. What did you think about that? You, yeah. Do you not? Yeah. I, was I didn't really like. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I remember him being on something. Like, I was. Like, he, I remember him being on an like, episode. He was, yeah. like, on the first maybe ten shows or whatever. Yeah, and then... and But he's he do have that gimmick where he's always, like, chatting shit as he's got guys in holds. And he was always a heel, and he would, like, extend, like, sleeper holds and brag about how he's trying to bore the audience. Like, I didn't yeah, like this guy. Oh, yeah, because I remembered his name, and I didn't know if that was because, like, he was from... I remembered him being in previous CZW stuff, but I didn't know if it was a big deal because of that or mm -hmm. because he'd, like done well elsewhere or does well elsewhere i was like this is no he was treated as a big deal when they first brought him in because he was just he's always been this indie darling that like never made it and it's right, like, right 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 okay yeah, yeah that's, that's what i thought but yeah i was I had no attachment to him so i was like he also just looks incredibly generic like an incredibly generic human oh totally like when, like when he walks out he just looks like the deep before you've made any changes to your custom custom wrestler <laughs> yeah in, like the story mode so i was like all right, okay. I mean, I remember him being decent, so let's see what happens. Well, it's funny because the first thing he says in the microphone is, it's so good to be back in New Jersey. And I remember specifically him just trashing New Jersey yeah, week after no. week. It's just like so, I don't know. It's also just generic promo time when yeah, this guy's <laughs> yeah. talking. I'm not a fan either, to be honest. Um, oh, he also calls Z-Bar a butt pirate, which ingratiated him to the audience. And I was it's like, all pretty right. pretty funny. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's the PG ass clown, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get Trent Acid versus Reckless Youth. They just start this match now, which I guess explains why the last one was so short. Yeah. Um, but I do love the babyface just attacking a guy after he's gotten his ass kicked for four minutes and just challenging him to a match. Uh, and then the first, like, three minutes, like, I don't know if Acid was gassed or something. But they kept doing the Gassid. gimmick. <laughs> ah, there you go. Trent Gassid. Kept in case the audience didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> they kept doing the gimmick where he like would walk around the outside and then he'd tease getting in and then go back outside and the fans would chant like "You're a pussy" or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going for like the arrogant wrestler, right? He's just like, I don't give a shit. But like, I don't. Trent doesn't have that energy to me. Like the energy Trent has is just like manic, insane, like. Mm -hmm. Wanting to bust moves, wanting to do all, like, wanting to be in there, wanting yeah. to go. So, like, like a guy on acid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like, when he's doing this sort of like, uh, I don't give a shit. Like, uh, I don't, I can't really think of any wrestlers to compare it to. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like, this he's is just how Triple H would start like all of yeah, his big yeah, matches. Yeah, the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's trying to give that, but he doesn't have that energy. So, you just like, just wrestle, please. Mm -hmm. I agree. They finally do get in, and they start. They have a pretty good reverse off. They exchange octopus stretches, which is one of my favorite submissions. Uh, Reckless Youth whips, and Z-Bar tries to grab him by the ankle, but uh, like Reckless Youth just mule kicks him in the chin. It's he, pretty good. You can tell it was like a stiff kick, like right yeah. to his face. And then he sends Trent outside. He goes to dive again, but again Z-Bar pulls him out and then just starts beating the shit out of him, just in front of the referee. No one, really, <laughs> yeah. no one really seems to care here. Uh, Trent has the advantage. He throws Reckless Youth outside into the sea of chairs, and then he's doing like cocky Jericho poses as the fans are chanting back in the ring at both of them. They go back to fun reversal spots around the seated chair, ending in Reckless Youth uh, like drop toe holding him onto it, and then just drop kicking the chair into his face. And then Reckless Youth hits like the Angel's Wings, which I forgot he was doing at the time. It's just Christopher Daniels' finisher. It always looks good. Uh, he picks uh, picks up Trent. 
And then he does the double sit-down powerbomb that he always used to do, like grabbing him back up. Uh, they have this pin fall off, and Trent As is so good at these pin fall offs. Like he, he could do like twelve in a row. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Just reversing pins. He calls for chairs and then makes a chair table, so you know what's going to happen. Uh, Reckless Youth hits him with a super cutter off the top, not through the chair table, but then he hits this like. He gets him set up for a fisherman buster, and he just lands it on this chair table. Yeah. And it's just the way one of the chairs bends. It just looks fucking brutal, and he pins the acid through it. So at 14 minutes, though, I, I sort of went through this one quick because not a ton was happening. No, uh, it, was like a f- it was a decent enough match. Um, inoffensive. Yeah, and I guess the story will be Trent being like, oh, you could only beat me because of Burke or whatever. Cause it was like a, it's a little weird because like, he's obviously like Zandig's protege. Yeah, to have him lose, but I guess reckless youth coming back, like they'll carry it on. But I yeah, was sort of surprised they beat Acid, just considering they had him like, like two shows ago. He beat three men at once. And yeah, they, and they've been pushing him just really hard. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was odd that he won. Um, but I guess that they'll be like, oh, Burke, like softened, like you mm-hmm. can do it without whatever. So yeah, kind of, but fun enough match. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, 14 is a bit long, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Z-Bar throws a tantrum after, and as the fans are chanting, Bar is a pussy now. <laughs> everyone got a pussy chant in this in this show so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he soldier walks Trent out of the arena. Then we cut, and the one graphic I will talk about is when I read it, I was just like, oh, fuck's sakes. It was Pastor Jim's Cavalcade of Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one I want to talk about. Okay. Come um, on. But... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, um, yeah, so Pastor Jim enters with Natasha, who's he's wearing like just I think like a tuxedo, and Natasha's wearing this like tight red dress. Uh, his set is already set up in the ring. This show actually facing the hard camera, so little it's improvements. It's a good start. Yeah, the commentators are going wild for Natasha. He cuts this unlistenable promo that's like legitimately <laughs> yeah. like four minutes long. Yeah, it's cr- it's it's so bad. Like. <laughs> It's ca- I think he's kind of dropped the past. I don't know why he's still doing the pastor thing or whatever, because I think he's dropped it. He's like, no longer dressed like a pastor. He's like no. a womanizer now. Yeah, he's doing, I mean, yeah, so he's doing like a chat show and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Very, very strange. Still so nonsensical. Like, yeah. why is this guy even around? Like, he was brought in as sort of like the face of like anti-ultraviolence. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird like sa- like joke almost, but it's mm. just... Very strange. I don't know if he's got money from somewhere uh, or he's John Darm's best mate. I don't know. Very odd. Yeah, if he's just a rich guy who's, like, funding the company, that would make all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is all fucking awful for, like, four to five minutes. Uh, and then, finally, he introduces Madman Pondo. Madman Pondo enters with a stop sign and an insane clown posse jersey, like last show. The fans are chanting ICP, so you you forget this was the heyday. Yeah, this I mean we're, we're still <laughs> living in a juggalo world, my friend. <laughs> uh, and Jim's trying to cut a promo on, but Pondo just sort of threatens him and takes the microphone, and then he starts cu- like cutting his own awful promo. And then I heard the words, "I'm gonna introduce my guest." Famous from the Howard Stern show. Yeah, and I my face lit up on behalf of you because uh, I knew how much you'd you know you'd enjoy it. I'm only a vi- via osmosis basically of being your friend and knowledge mm-hmm. of Howard Stern. Well, I started um, thinking like, are we gonna see Beetlejuice? No way they'd be able to afford <laughs> Beetlejuice. No chance. I just had no, I I didn't have high expectations just because this was CCW. The commentators even are like, "Is Baba Booey in the building?" Oh yeah, they do the Baba Booey. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No, which which one is it?" And then Bondo goes all the way to the back. It says we like let this person out of a cage or something. Like they were waiting for him to go back, and then yeah. he comes back out of the curtain with the f- the famous Bridget the Midget. Bri- yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> uh, from from knowing from the commenter, I mean, from what I know from you, I presume she was one of the whack pack. Was she in the whack pack? Or sort of she? peripherally, she was. Uh, she's a little person porn star. Uh, yeah. So the commentators do inform us of that. <laughs> yeah. So Howard um, Howard had her on like a bunch of times. A little person <laughs> put on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I'm I'm not really comfortable saying the word midget. No, no, that. you're right. It is little, but when you say little person, it does sound <laughs> very bad. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick to midget <laughs> for this one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Please do not. We are not. Do not endorse that at all. But uh, but anyway, I yeah. will say Bridget's not looking bad though she's <laughs> she looks hot and 
Like I'm not. I mean, yeah, she looks hot. She's yeah. not to objectify. She she's a very attractive woman. Um, the because co- it's always funny because the commentators are like, "Oh, I'd never go near that," and I'm like, oh, "Bro, I don't think you've got any chance." Of <laughs> Bridget the like Bridget Bridget the person. <laughs> I will say um, that you know, don't worry about. Do not worry yeah, yeah. that you know she wants to come anywhere near you because they're like, "Oh, but y- yeah. you've been." Th- and it's like, "Well, she's just a hot woman." Like, yeah. Well, she's legitimately more famous than anyone in this on this show yeah outside of maybe balls mahoney <laughs> and hat guy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hat guy. yeah so it's and it's weird because i'm like are they together and then she climbs like pondo's oh, on the yeah. apron and she climbs up to the third rope and they just make out i hope they're together like, <laughs> i think that might have just been a spot because it was because he like it was weirdly i found them sort of endearing yeah it was cute i i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was very cute yeah. um you know those apart from that moment where he sort of like Man handles her to kiss her. It was because he just like the kiss was awful from him. <laughs> Very poor form, uh, which is I, what you'd expect from Madman. Yeah, he kisses like he wrestles. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and it, like a madman. Because um, she's used to probably these like kissing. Um, so it was it was uncomfortable to watch that. But together, Pondo's just got like a fun energy as well. Like totally, I think, and know, not like a, a lot of these wrestlers you'll see in CCW. You can tell her like greasy, sleazy guys. And yeah, and that you probably wouldn't want to ha- even have a beer with. And Pondo's not like that. Pondo would be great to have a beer no, with. No, despite his actions <laughs> to the contrary, he doesn't seem like a greasy sleazeball. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, this was... I, I was pumped for you, but also it was just... It was very funny, and like... The CZW has some pull, I get. Like, like Yeah, very strange. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. But uh, the, the entrance was the high point, though, because it's clear that... The idea was to like bring her out, and then they had nothing for her. Yeah, they, they sort of teased her like hitting on Natasha, like that was a thing. And then Pondo just continues having this terrible promo off with Jim, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna end with like Pondo just beating up Jim or something. And then yeah. Pondo and or sorry, Natasha and Jim just leave without incident, and that's it. Yeah, very strange. But Pondo will be back, and so will Bridget. Yeah, uh, we get our hard cut, and then out comes Nick Gage, a guy I always love to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And at this point, him and Dewey are like uh, a thing now. So Dewey's out with Gage, he's like his manager, uh, and then his opponent, the CZW Iron Man champion, Lobo, out with the Punisher shirt. Yeah, he's back. He's back. I mean, I do miss the Venom Venom era. Yeah. Uh, uh, he goes back and forth. I think. I think yeah. he only owns like three shirts. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> on a ro- he's on a rotation. Yeah, his other shirts like. In a video game when you've not unlocked it, so there's just a question mark <laughs> by it and it's silhouetted. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like we must have seen this match, but I was sort of all for it. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah, fair enough. Like, you know, uh, let, let's two see of the what pillars. Happens. Yeah, two, <laughs> two of the pillars. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick Gage versus Lobo. It starts out fast with Lobo just throwing Gage to the outside, and then he goes for his taker dive, and Nick Gage just throws a chair at him in midair that just bounces off his head, and Lobo just wipes out onto the concrete. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Really great way to start the match. <laughs> yeah. uh, then it just – and then – so Nick Gage hits him with the street sign in the head, and you know usually the street signs look like they're made of tinfoil, like they would do nothing? This was not one of those. This was like fucking thick metal. Yeah, because Pondo brought it out, and Pondo has stolen that from a sign. <laughs> there is – there is a. Uh, you know, a car crash spike like it looked some, uh, some intersection <laughs> it looked worse than a chair like it looked yeah fucking it's brutal, brutal. Uh, and then they just start doing all the like regular brawling i feel like much like the reverse off to start you, you know the hardcore brawl start both guys go into the sea of chairs uh, at one point lobo's thrown into the vhs stand which i thought was hilarious they just yeah they had a table to sell VHS tapes, and, and they just <laughs> yeah. destroy it. Like, yeah, they just play up. <laughs> yeah, completely. Uh, Gage, it's funny. So Lobo's on the outside. Gage teases a top rope dive, and then he clearly loses his balance for real and then just falls off backwards and puts the middle fingers up. And yeah. I'm like, nice save, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think – yeah, because Gage doesn't, Gage doesn't look great. He doesn't look in great shape, mm. like, at the moment. So He's probably injured. Yeah, he's just – yeah, um – and yeah, this match is like feels a bit clunkier and slower, maybe like and not. Well, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just there's something feels a bit off. I would say they're probably both injured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so back in the ring, Gage just hits a brainbuster. Then he makes a chair table. Uh, he goes and climbs to the top rope, put, looking to put Lobo through it, but he gets hung up. And then Lobo just hits a Death Valley driver through this chair table, which looked just pretty brutal as well. A lot of a lot of good chair table spots on this show. Yeah. 
Gage ducks a clothesline, hits a nice Saito suplex, but then misses a frog splash right after. It allows Lobo to set up a table and put it in the ring. So you know who's going through that table. Yeah, it's very predictable. And then in one of the more shocking <laughs> spots of this whole show, like Lobo's getting Gage ready to superplex him through the table he just set up in the ring. And at the last second, while they're both on the top rope, Gage just pivots and superplexes, super duperplexes Lobo from the top rope to this table that's just set up outside the ring. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. But he, like, sort of... he. Yeah, like, he, I think he took more damage than Lobo oh, did man. with that. Because he sort of, like, misses it as well. So, he, he just, his back hits the concrete. Yeah. Lobo gets most of the cushion that a table can provide, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, It like, was just, uh, the way they pulled it off, because they, they didn't even reference there was a table outside. Yeah. So, you just don't see it coming at all. And he pivots in, like, two seconds and just takes him over. Pretty crazy spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely wild. And then, I hate this. I, I wish these guys just had a bit of psychology. Because within 30 seconds, Lobo's just on offense, and like, like they're both just no-selling it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It just sort of took me out of it a bit. But the spot itself was fucking crazy. Uh, and then out of nowhere, the Briscoes run in, attacking Lobo. And Lobo just treats these guys like sacks of shit. Like, he kicks one of them, and Gorilla pr- throws him into the other one. Yeah, this was like... Yeah, uh, like, and this is what I mean about it being, them being slow as well. Like, it, it, was ve- that was, it was super choreographed, this. Like, there's no... There was like... They didn't know what they were doing, really. I think they would just presume the MO was like, um, Lobo's going to beat you up. And Lobo was just told, the Briscoes are going to run out and beat on you a bit. So they were just kind of both stood there for a minute, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess you go for, I go for, you go, oh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Yeah, and then Nate Hatred comes in right after, and Gage starts directing traffic, and he holds Lobo's arms back for Nate to hit him with this just, he's holding like a piece of wood from a broken table. I wonder what's coming next. It, he accidentally hits Nick Whoa, Gage in the head. No way. And then this just gives Lobo the, the pinfall win at 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Very strange. I love when they introduce a new alliance and they fail immediately. Yeah, they fail immediately. They don't really set it up for any reason. I, like, I could sort of see the Briscoes because they're all with Dewey, I guess. And so yeah. is Gage. But then Nate Hatred is like, what the fuck? Yeah, because like, even the commentators are like, Nate doesn't seem to care that he's like it, and he doesn't seem to like. He isn't like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he doesn't like, break up the pin. Yeah, he doesn't do it. He no sells fucking it up. Like he doesn't do anything. Like he's just like, um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go now. Yeah, very cool. Very weird. Yeah, it's very strange. They still haven't found a place for Nate hatred. When uh, the commentators are like, did he mean to do that? Like <laughs> yeah. they don't know if they if like where his allegiances lie. Yeah, no, very strange. As the Briscoes just continue their attack on Lobo, and then we cut to end of Discord. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> I mean, I get this is what I was saying is very funny. Like, like I know it's not technically a graphic, but yeah, it just. <laughs> dear listeners, it just goes end of DVD one. Uh, What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Um, Which we're in the future now. Yeah, we are streaming it. If you so, if you would ask me to bet a hundred dollars if this is VHS or DVD, I'm putting two hundred on VHS. Yeah, I mean, I guess they all got destroyed by Lobo, <laughs> so they're like, "Oh man, we need some laser discs or some CD drive." Like, yeah, crazy. It's very funny. I did laugh. I was like, "This is the best spot of the night." And then we just pick up right back where we're like, we, the Briscoes and Lobo engage are gone, mm. but then Madman Pondo rushes out, followed by Bridget the Midget. <laughs> and Nate Hatred is just sort of there. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is like a magician who's made all his assistants disappear because he just stood <laughs> there by himself. Yeah, and so they just announced, we're doing Nate Hatred versus Pondo, and I'm like, these might be the two sh- active, shittiest ro- wrestlers on the roster <laughs> yeah, as, and as far least, as technique or ability. Yeah, at least Pondo, like, is fun. Like, Nate Hatred, I mean, as the name implies, not fun. Yeah, exactly, and the crowd are just so red hot for Pondo. Yeah, I mean, he's brought Brid- he's brought Bridget the the person. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's just I think he got like the best reaction of the night. They're just cheering his name, other than maybe Rick Blade later, but we'll get into that. Uh, Hatred begins with just his clubbering, shitty offense, his shitty moves. He fucks <laughs> up a, a Russian leg sweep, which I I could do, and I've never wrestled before. Yeah, 
Uh, and then Pondo finally gets offense hitting weapons uh, with the stop sign, of course. He grabs out his staple gun and starts doing Classic. his dollar bill bit and just stapling him. And then he calls in Bridget, and she fucking staples a, a dollar bill to the guy's dick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. That was the high point of her being there. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what definitely. she was getting paid for here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Pondo goes to the outside to hit. He just casually hits Pastor Jim, who for some reason came out. I don't know if it was <laughs> yeah. to harass Bridget. But he yeah. just hits him in the head with a stop sign, taking Pastor Jim out. You've got to protect Bridget. And then Pondo takes forever making one of these double-decker, like, 12-chair-high chair tables on the outside. And the commentary's yeah. like, we've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, he did it on the last show. Also, you've seen things. You'd only say that if you think that's the worst thing you've ever seen, I guess. But... You've seen a lobster be put down someone's pot. Like yeah. this is like this is the fifth like craziest spot on this show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, Pondo just superplexes hatred through this thing, and it does look fucking brutal because he he's clearly like rushing because he realizes how long it's taking. Yeah. So the last few chairs, they're not even straight. They're like legs are pointing up and shit like that. Yeah, it would hurt. Yeah, it just like brutal. And again, hatred's just. He's back to his feet within, like, 10 seconds, just hitting Pondo with punches and stuff. Yeah, and it's never in, like, a cool way. It's never no. in, like, a like a Undertaker or whatever, you know, where you're just like, oh, he's awesome. Like, holy shit. No, he's shit. like, oh, next I do this. Yeah, yeah, he is just, <laughs> he is just like, a, a brute. He's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then he hits Pondo with just the shittiest pile driver on the outside. And if I'm Pondo, I'm, like, not letting this guy pile drive me. Like no, yeah, legit dangerous. Legit yeah. one of the – that's <laughs> – the comments, I would, at that point, be like, we've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Nate Hatred attempting a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, in ring, Pondo lays out Hatred, and then in the in the middle of the ring, yeah, and he buries him with, like, four chairs. Like, he just p- places four chairs on top of him. Yeah, this is insane. And I'm like, why is he doing this? And then he does the fucking spot we've seen, like, five times already, and – calls for everyone to throw their chairs into the ring and they do so i'm like at least he protected nate because imagine just if you were um like not covered with those first chairs yeah no that would really it would i mean this would really hurt as well i think i mean it yeah. would still hurt yeah Yeah, but this would yeah if you got a chair just flying into you yeah it's at least yeah <laughs> he's buried like yeah the entire ring is full within like i'd say 10 seconds it's insane to, to yeah. the point where pondo's on the on the apron being like everyone stop like, yeah yeah it's it's absolutely crazy it's clearly like they don't realize that like the just chaos you're causing by people like throwing chairs at people in front of them and shit like that yeah because people are are already like one step away from doing this or uh, mm-hmm. like without any it like you know without anyone giving them a go-ahead they want to throw their chair in the mm-hmm. ring regardless of what someone says so yep. to give them permission <laughs> they're gonna go psycho mode yeah they're all wasted yeah um and then so pondo gets up on the top rope this, yeah, this is, is one of my favorites yeah this <laughs> i love this <laughs> he he cra- like crowd dives onto the pile of chairs pins the pile of chairs <laughs> yeah, it is for the win it, it's 10:49 so dumb i was like is that legal like it, would that count his shoulders like, were down yeah, i guess <laughs> it's but like at what point at what point are you just like would it just be without pondo i guess he's pinned like i i, I can understand the table thing but like there's so many many chairs <laughs> on him like yeah no there's like like a layer of seven chairs yeah, between him and Nate. I'm like, why are you diving in? This is really going to hurt you. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I, it was so dumb. Seeing Pondo dive was so funny. Just onto <laughs> onto a mound of chairs, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't like soft land it at all. No, it looks just, brutal. Yeah, he goes for it. Uh, so I have written here, ugly, fun match. And yeah, yeah. And the fans do that thing where they come and reclaim their chairs. Yeah, you got which is Which is always funny because they're like, oh, yeah, this isn't even the last match. Yeah, I need to sit down, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I'm gassed. <laughs> uh, and then we cut. And the match that I was most excited for on this, this card, the barbed wire ladder match between sick Nick Mondo, who comes out first. I think this is the first show where he's got the word sick written on his forehead. Yeah. And I just think it looks cool. I've yeah, he looks good. He yeah. looks great. He yeah. looks like a star. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In a way that Rick Blade just doesn't. Like, Rick Blade's treated like a star, but he looks sort of like a hick or whatever. Yeah, he's not got that X factor. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, the th- he's just threatening the announcer as soon as he gets in the ring, which is sort of strange. Yeah. And uh, what's going on out there? Oh, whatever. Uh, the crowd is just super hot, calling for Rick Blade. Uh, they begin exchanging technical reversals and submissions. Uh and then outside the brawl begins as Mondo just throws him into the sea of chairs. They let uh, 
letting Mondo grab the table, the normal ladder, laying it down in the ring. Because there was a normal ladder and a barbed wire ladder, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, he, like, throws, the, it's like a ladder just comes flying in, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And then Mondo starts doing these mind games where he's suplexing him, like, next next to the ladder, but, yeah. but not slamming him on it, even though he, like, clearly could if he wanted to, you know? And then he does two of these suplexes next to the ladder, and then does this slingshot blue thunderbomb just directly onto the ladder to Rick Blade, and it looked fucking brutal. Yeah, it looks pain. I mean, it, we're in for a match of painful things, so this was like a good start. A primer, yeah. Uh, and it only gets a two count. Uh, Blade responds by reversing an Irish whip from Mondo almost right after, and then he hits a Samoan drop flat onto the ladder, then does a nip-up and moonsaults him, which looked awesome. And then Blade leaves, and he decides to get the barbed wire ladder. Hell yeah. And this is just as dumb as I thought it would be last week. They literally, it's a ladder wrapped in barbed wire, so you can't open it. No, but why would you need to? <laughs> it's like someone zap strapped the ladder. <laughs> yeah, with barbed that's wire. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so he does the exact same thing Mondo just did, except with the barbed wire ladder. He fisherman suplexes him twice next to the ladder, and then he does a fisherman buster just flat onto this barbed wire ladder. Yeah, it, it, is, pay- like, it is brutal. There's no, it's just no way to fake this at all it just no he's sick <laughs> it looks sick. so awesome <laughs> sick blade and sick nick mondo mondo rolls outside and immediately blade hits his insane corkscrew dive uh, to the outside in the ring blade goes for a springboard 450 right after but misses no one's in the pool and then they brawl towards the back bleacher areas right around that like caged area and i forget who pulls out the table but someone pulls out uh, this insane light tube like barbed wire table yeah i think it's already there and then mondo brings it across Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i can't remember specifically which one but it looks amazing it looks so fucked yeah you can't see wood it's just light tubes no it does it looks like something from saw like (laughs) it looks like something you'd wake up and it's like you're gonna be put through this table if you don't do this yeah so they're fighting on top of the bleachers and mondo's sort of going for like a hurricane rana and blade just stops him cold and instead of power bombing him just straight through it, he decides to flipping like face but like he basically shoves Mondo so he does a moonsault onto this fucking monstrosity of a table. Yeah, and it just explodes. It looks awful. And Mondo's yeah. just wrapped in barbed wire and broken glass, and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, that does it has that's so bad. Like <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Um, but it does look sick. <laughs> yeah, it looked awesome. Uh Blade's just tossing Mondo through the sea of chairs back towards the ring. As Mondo is just fucking destroyed at this point. It's not like any big cuts or anything, but you can just tell he's, like, fucked up. Yeah, there's, like, lots of little bleeding parts. Like, his back's full of holes. And, and bruises. Tell, like, yeah. he's already bruising. Yeah, it's it's bleak. Yeah. Uh, but I do like whenever a wrestler, you mentioned it before, where they just throw them into the chairs. <laughs> there's just yeah. no ceremony about it. It's just like you're going chairs. in. Yeah, yeah, you're going into the sea of chairs. Uh, I love it. Uh, Mondo actually gets some offense here. He hits a blade with a dominator, uh, and then he throws him outside. And so the lat I forget how the ladder gets here, but it's leaning on the top rope, like a ramp, right in the middle of the ring. And Mondo's just, like, facing with his back towards the ladder. He throws a chair to Rick Blade, who catches it, and then jumps up to springboard and, like, go springboard on him. Blade just throws the chair at Mondo. It bounces off ahead, and he, like, Pepsi plunges all the way back, landing yeah. on the ladder. This looks fucking insane, dude. Yeah, this is. It, I don't. This is. I can see why he retired so early because he's just giving. He's not he's giving a shit. Brutalizing his body. Yeah, hundred percent. And just uh, again. I know that the there's no way to fake a lot of stuff in this company, but this is just a guy hurling his body through the air onto a ladder, like. Yeah. Not to mention the chair shot to the head. You don't even think about it. Yeah, and you have to separate yourself from the mental tor- turmoil he must be going through <laughs> and just go, this looks sick. This is awesome. Yeah, this the is crowd's is chanting, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, and CCW. I'm like, I'm, ju- I'm cheering it on, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the thick. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, Blade get he- heads towards the entrance, and he sets up a table, and it immediately reminds everyone of that tag team ladder match when he did the sa- insane swanton. He just walks to the ring and casually carries Nick Mondo like a body and just lays him on the table, goes around the entrance ramp, and climbs up just impossibly high. Yeah, because <laughs> he, like, points at it as well. And, like, the commentators are, like, the legendary. And for once, I'm like, yeah, that is, is a, fair enough to call it a legendary match that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're like, th- that was insane. But, yeah, he points to it, and you're like, oh, I can't. He's not going to. Surely he, not. 
Yeah, and then he, d- like, he could touch the ceiling if he wanted to at a very high ceiling building. Yeah. And he hits a picture-perfect swanton bomb, landing flush on Mondo's, like, gut. Like, Mondo takes all of this. Yeah. And it's just, like, unbelievable. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, for many reasons, like, I'm glad it worked, but mainly because it looks so good. Mm-hmm. The crowd's going fucking insane. Yeah. They're chanting Rick fucking Blade, CZW. Yeah. Uh, this is great. And then Blade just carries him again like a body, just back to the ring. Goes for the pin. And I thought this was just going to be it. They were going to end it here. And then Z-Bar and Acid just attack. And I'm like, oh, groan. Like, we're going to win another, like, really great match just with bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it's funny. At, at first, Bar just tries to put Mondo on top of Blade. And then Acid, like, pulls him off. And he's like, no, we have a spot to do, you fucking, <laughs> yeah, you fucking you idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, Acid makes a ladder table with two chairs, and then he goes for his acid drop and just face busters, um, uh, a- sorry, Rick Blade, like face first onto a ladder. Like, there's no real way to protect himself either. He just eats it fully, and then Mo- they put Mondo on top of him for the pin. It's one, it's two, it's a kick out. I like maybe the best near fall in CCW <laughs> yeah, history. Yeah. I was so sure they were just going to do a fuck finish here. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Rick Blade kicks out. So Mondo's just pissed off. Uh, he puts him in the tree of woe, and then they sort of lift him up and put the ladder in between the ropes. So Blade's like laid out on the ladder. Yeah. And then Mondo goes to the other side of the ring, hits a springboard leg drop, but Rick Blade just c- pops up at the last second. So Mondo just fully leg drops a ladder, like with his exposed leg. It looks like it fucks his leg up so bad here. I don't <laughs> know how these guys are still going. Like, it p- must be pure adrenaline because he's yeah, oh, going man. through so much shit. Yeah, and Blade just pops up. He hits uh, Zabar and Acid with the ladder, getting them out of the ring. Uh, and then he makes this, like, ladder sandwich where, <laughs> yeah. where he puts Mondo on the normal ladder then puts the barbed wire ladder on top of him and then just hits a beautiful moonsault just onto a ladder that Mondo's in between. And then he gets the, w- the clean win here at 17 minutes and 10 seconds. A spectacular match. Yeah, really good match. Really great. Match. I was glad it, like mer- it ended mercifully, but I was like, finally, just, like these yeah. guys are both so fucked. Yeah, you want them to carry on, but then you're also like, I'd also like them to keep doing other matches as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably best it does end. But yeah, it was um, it was a really good match. Like they are two of the the they are the best wrestlers in CZW at the moment for, for sure. sure. I'd say. And, and Mondo, they show Mondo on camera, and he's just bleeding from the face. Like, I'm sure yeah. the ladder just smacked him in the face. Like, he looks so fucked up and, like, concussed and just out of it. Yeah, because, like, I mean, t- both of them took bumps, but, like, Mondo just, you know, going through the light tube, like, all that sort of stuff. And the Pepsi plunge was fucking just brutal. Yeah, and just, uh, like, I don't know. It was absolutely nuts. But, yeah, these guys, <laughs> there's, like, it's a shame as well, because you're watching this, and you're like, Rick Blade is... is because he maybe lacks that star edge, like isn't particularly well known, mm-hmm. like really. But he's put himself through shit and produced some incredible wrestling, and it is a shame. I think. Well, so far, these so far, this is the highlight of his career for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, f- the fans were so into Rick Blade. Yeah, which deserved. I mean, we've always been on the Rick Blade train. <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great match. And then I sort of hated this. It ends with Acid cutting a promo. And again, he's talking about being the best junior heavyweight. And I'm like, I don't, you shouldn't be the focus of this. But he challenges Blade to a match. And the commentary <laughs> announcers, next show, it's Reckless Youth and Rick Blade against Trent Acid and Zabar. And I'm like, those are the four guys I least want to see out of Orega. Yeah. I want to see more Nick Mondo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Although Trent Acid and Rick Blade, that, that could be fun. But yeah, I don't. Z- Blade and Reckless Youth. Rick, <laughs> Reckless <laughs> Youth. Uh, yeah, you guys, that should have been their te- name. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I didn't really care about them. But Acid and Blade, they can put on some fun. Mm-hmm. But then everyone else leaves and Mondo gets this standing ovation from the crowd as they cheer his name as he's being like soldier walked to the back. Yeah, as he should. Two, two medics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we cut and it's main event time as out comes the wife beater <laughs> uh, with, with Smack Mac. And the commentary have the gall to say, every year wrestling fans put together their dream matches and Falls Mahoney versus wife beater <laughs> is, is always in everyone's top five. <laughs> the, like, I imagine it's it was in my top five. But I imagine that's the first time it's ever been in anyone's <laughs> top five. And that was only after last week where I'm like, yeah, oh, the match is on next week. That's in the top five that I'm looking forward to. It's one of my dream yeah, matches. Yeah, it's one of my dream matches. Balls Mahoney and <laughs> Wife Beater. 
<laughs> so Mac comes out holding a football helmet, and he begins just <laughs> another just shit promo. Yeah, you can't even hear it. He's like, this guy's got balls. I got balls. And he pulls out grapefruits out of the helmet. And I'm like, wow, he really, like, thought about this. Like, yeah, yeah he's, the fi- that's the first time he's ever touched fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I'm a big boy. I've got the pass. So finally, the man of the hour arrives, and it's Balls Mahoney. Let's do a quick side profile here. Yeah. Uh, real name John Reckner began his career training at the Monstery Factory in Jersey in 1987. He would work indies until going to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where he'd primarily be feuding with Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch. Uh, Sonny, now in prison. Uh, while also friend of Cactus Jack, a regular tag uh-huh. partner. Uh, he'd be doing enhancement work for WWF before and after this, and it's sort of, I want, I'd call it a big break, but it was a sort of a fucked up gimmick where, not fucked up, just bad. A million dollar man brought him in on a Christmas show as an evil Santa Claus named Santa Claus. Uh, like Zabar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, and it's just this evil Santa gimmick that totally bombed. Uh, and then he quickly find himself in ECW one year later as one half of the chair swinging freaks with Axel Rotten, <laughs> uh, who we've also seen in yeah. CCW. Uh, and though he'd w- later win his first set of tag titles with Masato Tanaka, as ECW continued to be pillaged by WCW and WWF, Balls would actually become a main event single star before the company closed in 01. He would be brought back by the WWE into the fold for WWE CW, but was essentially just a comedy character and would be gone a couple years later by 2008. The rest of his career would see him in the indies, including many ECW re- reunion shows, until his untimely passing of a heart attack in 2016 at age 44. Oh, Jesus. So that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. Um, but but he's, re- he's, he's, he's alive in this streak. And I mean, starting wrestling in 87, that's a, that is a tough fucking era to live a long life through. Like, especially when you're the violent chair guy. Yeah, like the way you were talking about it as well, like 44 is... That is such a young age. Considering what he did, like mm-hmm. fair play, like it didn't. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. But I guess that's that's the story of so many wrestlers from that era, right? It, it is par for the course. Yeah, uh, for ECW guys especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so balls and wife beater. They start with this intense stare down, and sometimes guys will stare down, and I'm like, I don't buy it. These guys, I totally bought. I'm yeah, like, wife beat is psychotic. Yeah, these guys look like tough guys who could actually beat the fuck out of you in real life. Yeah, and I'm, would. <laughs> yeah, that was my dream in my dream match. I'm in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because balls, like he doesn't have this like super athletic build, but he does. He is sort of athletic. Like he moves like an athletic guy. Yeah. And uh, I just, I've always liked Balls Mahoney. I've had a soft spot for him. And so they have this tough, tough guy sort of grapple off where before wife beater hits a nice power slam. slam. Balls responds with a hip toss and hits his balls punches, where he punches the guy and all the crowd says balls Nice. Uh, along with it. Uh, he runs at Wife Beater, who low bridges him, sending him to the outside. And it's interesting. You can tell, like, Wife Beater, a lot of the time he feels like he's being unsafe with guys or maybe doesn't respect them. Or like, like Lobo, he will just fuck up Lobo. Mm. But you can tell he's, like, you can see him whispering to Balls and, like, working with him. And you can tell he's treating this match, like, very seriously. Yeah, so he just doesn't give a shit about Lobo. <laughs> like, that's the thing. But there's yeah. lots of CCW guys where he's just like that. Yeah. Where I, you can almost just tell this is an important match to him, which I just thought was interesting. It's a match to him, and also he's probably like, oh, this guy's also doing other shit. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, like, I mean, I guess Bolton Honey was a, was a relatively big figure, right? Like, yeah. a relatively big name, so. Well, it's like yeah. the way I might get, like, stupid drunk at an open mic that doesn't matter. Mm. But when I'm on, like, an important club show, I'm like, okay, it's... Yeah, I you're whispering to the MC, get yeah. me another drink. Get yeah. Me another <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Balls reverses a whip from a wife beater, pulls him in, hits a power slam just onto the chair outside. And then he pulls out a fork, and he just stabs, <laughs> yeah. he stabs him one time with the fork, and yeah. immediately wife beater just... All right, it's time to blade. Yeah, because the commentator, the commentator's like, is that a fork? <laughs> but he's gushing blood. If you guys stab one time, I don't care how hard or where it is, just once with a fork, you're not going to be like your entire forehead is like bleeding. Yeah, like, no. It just looked a bit ridiculous. Um, but then he stabs him a few more times just to sell it a bit <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, they continue brawling outside. Wife beater hits him with a cookie sheet. One of those. Wife bleeder. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, the cookie sheet, like, it's one of those shitty ones I was talking about earlier that look like tinfoil. So Balls completely no-sells it, and he's like, get rid of that fake shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, pretty awesome. So then Wife Beater picks up that, like, really hard street sign from earlier and just cracks him in the head with there's it. A lo- yeah, there's a lot of stop sign usage in mm-hmm. the match. Uh, wife Beater makes a chair table and then is just immediately powerbombed through it. <laughs> like, he turns around after finishing making it and just takes a powerbomb through I it. I think it is cool to see, like, 
I guess because you know the like where like Balls Mahoney's a bit of a bigger figure and things like that, but you're like it's cool to see someone stepping up to wife beater and doing these moves on him where you believe that they could actually do it. Totally, like I think that's what yeah, that's what worked between him and Zandy <coughs> when he first yeah. showed up. Totally, um, but yeah, Balls finds the barbed wire trash can we saw in the last show, and then wife beater's like up against the wall, and Balls just charges him with this trash can. And Wife Beater moves, and it's almost like like any Spider-Man video game you played, where you face Rhino. Yeah. And the only way to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. only way to beat him is to move out of the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You have to dodge, cause yeah. then, and then he just stands dazed for a minute <laughs> while you get your combo off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what this was. And and Wife Beater did get his combo off, just <laughs> yeah. smacking him on the head with his trash can, then grinding the barbed wire on balls. So now oh. balls is busted open, uh, bleeding, and uh, they get back in the ring. Uh, and Balls just hits a spine buster, which I will say not as good as John Dahmer's. Uh, Whoa, but then controversial. Mi- misses, a, misses a leg drop from the top rope and his sidewalk slammed. And it's so funny because you can hear the cameraman because he's holding the camera. And he's like, oh, I got some great color shots. Because like, <laughs> he did get close-up shots of yeah, these guys yeah, bleeding. There are a good couple of shots where you're like, oh, man, that's a, that's a f- DVD cover. <laughs> of that, yeah. yeah. Like, sickest compilation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's just, like, patting himself on the back for yeah. it. <laughs> you can hear it. Uh, Balls sets up for his finisher. The I, f- I think they called it the Nutcracker or something. Nice. Which looked to be just, like, a, a tombstone. But Wife Beater slips behind him, hits a low blow, and then hits the Chokenstein right, <laughs> right on a chair. Uh, and instead of pinning off his finisher he calls for a table and sets it up so balls hits a ddt and then sets wife feeder up on the table that he just set up and frog splashes him through it for two and again seeing a guy as big as balls hit a frog splash you're like that's it's impressive you know yeah it's insane mm. but then wife beater it's for some reason balls argues with the referee off the two counts so wife beater goes for a schoolboy for two and then balls hits this awesome super kick it was like one of the like best looking actual moves on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, super kicks. Are, yeah, the super kicks are cool. I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, how the super kicks!" And his awesome. is great. Like yeah. his is better than like Trent Acid's. Yeah. Um. So Matt gets on the apron wearing the football helmet he came out with, and balls just smokes him as hard as he can with a chair, which I guess wouldn't matter with the helmet. But um, then there's still dudes who wear football helmets who have CTE. Well, so yeah, it's true. But then he turns around and hits Wife Beater just as hard as he hits Smack Mac, who's yeah, not wearing a helmet. That's more about, yeah, that's going to be worse for you. For sure. Yeah, that looked awful. And then out of nowhere, Madman Pondo enters the ring to attack Balls, and the match just ends at 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Yeah, so they can't have a proper finish still. Like, mm. they won't, like, the ball, I imagine. Balls probably wasn't going to lose, and they're not going to beat their top guy. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it wouldn't even be a case of, like, Balls being like, I'm not losing this. They would have just been like, yeah, we know, like, this is just how it's going to end. Like, we're not yeah. going to do that. Which I sort I sort of hate. I don't know. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, like, at least do one, but mm-hmm. you can't really dictate to balls mahoney at this point right but yeah no for sure not but then pondo and balls just keep wrestling and wife beater just like disappears to the back and that's the end of wife beater for this show yeah it was just very strange yeah yeah i guess he's gone to recover from his headshot and pondo pulls out the uh, lighter fluid and i'm like oh he's gonna go get a table no he decides to douse the already broken table that we just saw in lighter fluid, which I've never seen before. After the ref helps him open it, which was quite funny. <laughs> he like can't o- can't get the child seal off. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he doesn't actually light it too. No. So that was sort of like weirdly anticlimactic. Uh, Balls fights Pondo off before he can light it, and Pondo just begs off to the back, which is weird because he was the biggest babyface on the show, and he's like now the heel who's begging off after attacking. Yeah, Balls Mahoney. Why, it's just weird. Yeah, there's no explanation for it. Like, he's not even protecting Wife Beat or anything. So <laughs> they've had their own rivalry. So maybe it's just very strange that he's running in and doing this. Maybe he just really wanted to work with Balls Mahoney, and he's like, this is my chance. Yeah, like, I don't know if maybe it was supposed to be someone else, and, mm-hmm. like, Justice Payne didn't show up, or, like, one of the hate club maybe didn't show up. Because yeah, like, Justice Payne wasn't on this entire show. No, that, that would make really good sense, actually. It was, was some of them in Japan. They mentioned something about Japan, but there surely would have been a hate club member who's mm. not gone to Japan. There's about 20 of them. Yeah, Zandig so, wasn't here either, come yeah, to think of it. So. So it. But it was just weird that Pondo was the one who ran in, because I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Gage would have made more sense. Like yeah, just, just uh, literally, maybe, potentially, anyone else would have made more sense <laughs> than Pondo, yeah. <laughs> yeah so then balls gets on the microphone and he challenges next next show we're gonna do a triple threat two out of three falls flame and tables match and i'm like what yeah. <laughs> so just so convoluted yeah it's very strange why not just a 
like why two out of three falls? Why not just a flame and tables match? So it's gonna be wife beater versus madman pondo versus balls Mahoney in a flame and tables match on the next show. Yeah, like maybe they wanted to do that and they just didn't know how to. Th- it was just like an awkward way of saying. I don't know. It was just very strange. And balls even explains that means you're not just going through one flame and table <laughs> to lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're. <laughs> it's like all right, man. Yeah, cheers, man. And then he ends the show. I, I think they're either chanting balls or maybe even ECW. And he's like, no, no, no. You chant CZW. Which that I thought was sort of cool. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he knows. He knows. Like, mm-hmm. he knows. He, he, he knows he what knows. he knows. He know, he, <laughs> if you know, he knows. Um, <coughs> but, yeah, he's showing a bit of respect to the promotion, which is nice because well, Zandig doesn't even show respect to his own promotion <laughs> at points. So. so that's our show, the final assessment. Uh, I might go first on this one because I've got a strong take here. I, I think this, was, this almost would have been a three in my mind, and then important things just knocked it down to a two. But even at two out of seven, this is only the third show I've given it two or more. So yeah. the things that knocked it down were, of course, the racism angle. <laughs> just fucking gross. Yeah. The length of the show, uh, Pastor Jim, and just the long promos with bad audio. But there was no real bad matches. The opener surprised me. Uh, Gage Lobo was fun. P- Pondo Hatred was better than it had any right to be. Uh, the yeah. latter match was spectacular. Uh, so uh, yeah, Bridget, I, and you, you didn't even mention Bridget. And of course, I, this is the last thing I've oh, written right, here, okay. plus Bridget and the Midget. Yeah, is that yeah? Uh, and so yeah, I just thought this show was like a really good offering from CZW, and if they can cut just the awful shit and maybe enhance the quality a bit, we're gonna be getting more scores like these, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I three literally never entered my mind, so I think you're insane <laughs> forever thinking that. Well, no, because uh, it only did because I was thinking if those awful parts didn't exist, then maybe a three. Okay, fair, fair. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. If this was a better show, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a random <laughs> way of saying. <laughs> yeah, if, if the show was better, it, I would have rated it yeah, higher. It would have been better, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think it was two point two five for me because I wow. agree that yeah, I think there was like it felt overall like taking a meta look at it much more cohesive than it has before there was a lot of shit in there mm-hmm. but it still like flowed nice like it still flowed there wasn't like the matches were decent throughout um and yeah you know it, they've nearly nailed the production you know they had the commentators they had the end of dvd one screen <laughs> you know which was important but just you know even nameplates like little quality yeah, of life stuff nameplate so and the audio yeah i couldn't hear it but i prefer that to the blown out shit so mm. That was a step up, and I think the the wrestling at its best was really, really good. A lot of cool moments, uh, a lot of fun moments. Um, yeah, big spots. That's <laughs> what I want from CZW, just big, violent spots. Yeah, big, vi- big violent spots, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think 2.25 for me. I think this is potentially overall, maybe not, yeah, it's probably the best overall looking at it that czw's been i'd say mm-hmm. like and you know which is funny considering it's missing zandig and their world champion <laughs> yeah yeah true and uh, it definitely continues an upward swing um and yeah if they can get rid of if they can if they can make it better then it will be better <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> well everyone that's been comics in the combat zone thank you so much for listening and uh, by the way i found out that rick blade and mondo match is on youtube if you just search their names uh, so if you want to go check it out, I'd actually recommend it for once. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. And if you can find uh, Jeff Rocker walking in, <laughs> I 100% recommend that. Um, so, yeah, I'm Jordan Ducharme at Funny Jordan D on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm Ben Stead. I'm at Pink Hoverboard on yeah. Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week. <laughs>